Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein. And Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. We will wrap up uh, all the division uh, madness that happened in week 18, preview a little of the super wild card weekend. It's not just regular wild card weekend, but it's super wild card weekend now. Uh, But first, I thought we would start with the college football championship. College football season is in the books. Michigan defeating Washington on Monday night, uh, covering the spread, but the total staying under. Uh, Luke, yet another long shot reaches the championship, but falls short. Add it to the list. Uh, we've got Washington, the worst high is 101 uh, coming into the season. The Diamondbacks were 201 during the season and made it to the World Series. The Heat. Uh, were 240 to one during the play-in tournament and made to the NBA finals. The Florida Panthers were 150 to one uh, in the first round, made it to the Stanley cup. San Diego state was 150 to one made it to March madness finals. Eagles uh, was, were 50 to one before the season where they reached the super bowl. And then TCU uh, last college football championship was 250 to one to reach the championship. That's all within the last 12 months. And that's literally every major, that's every major event. Uh, I just, I just mentioned there where, uh, you know, Eagles were the quote unquote, you know, shortest odds there, uh, 50 to one. But um, what were your thoughts, takeaways from, uh, from Michigan's uh, victory? Yeah. It's like, you know, Vegas, Golden Knights and Loyola, Chicago, if you go outside the past year, but crazy, crazy less for just 12 months. Um and yeah, the Eagles would obviously be the shortest odds. Uh, you had to get a little bit cute to find them at 50. You had to get them before they got AJ Brown on draft day. But, you know, we know lots of people that bet futures odds the morning after the Super Bowl for the next season. So it's it's not crazy to think. Um, yeah, I thought Washington would have played a little bit better. I thought their de- I knew their defense stunk, but I thought they wouldn't. I thought Michigan's O-line wouldn't dominate as much as they did. So, um, yeah, I just thought it would be closer. Obviously for us, not many, not a ton of in-game sales when people, when a team just blows the doors off the other opponent. So it would have been a little bit more fun if Washington at least hung around, but it didn't. So, uh, congrats to the Epstein family. Uh, I know you get a bunch of Michigan Wolverines in your immediate family, three out of the four, excluding you, of course. So I'm sure they're happy. Sure. Dave Portnoy and a bunch of other Tom Brady and many other famous Michigan alum are happy and uh yeah on the nfl yeah uh yeah my phone was uh blowing up last night after the uh the win um a lot of a lot of family members you know i'm happy for michigan i think i think this applies in in all sports where uh, it matters to be battle tested um michigan this was their third year in a row of reaching the semifinals uh and i think that really that really played a part in the game against Alabama where they did not buckle under the pressure down seven got to go the length of the field to descend to overtime uh so you know you know I look at the Nuggets last year the NBA finals like they had been through some battles together uh you know in previous years to then make the final so I think this applies to all sports that I I would I would definitely bet on the team that's been in the big spot before um that's you know 
that that knows how to kind of battle adversity and the pressure. So uh, really happy for for the players. You know, Blake Quorum stuck around for an extra year. Uh, there's an interview with him. Him basically saying, "I, I returned to school to go win a championship." So uh, really happy for them. But you know, definitely a, still a great season for Washington. I mean, they should not uh, hang their heads low. Um, and so, but. There were a lot of, uh, let's just say, there were a lot of props up customers who were uneasy about this game uh, heading into it. Um, I, I was a little nervous. I thought it was going to be closer than it was. But a lot of big Washington sales uh, happened on PropSwap leading up to the championship. Here are just a couple uh, of those sales. Uh, a customer who bet $325 on Washington to win the championship at 40 to 1 odds back in March sold it on PropSwap for 4500 Those were odds of plus 196 for the buyer, um, which was better than every sports book. And ironically, the person who purchased this ticket uh, was the same person who purchased the Brock Purdy uh, MVP ticket that we talked about uh, a week or two ago uh, for $125,000. So he came in, once again, he got the best odds in the country, uh, but it looks like just like his Brock Purdy ticket, uh, the, the Washington ticket uh, fell fell short. But yeah, same same buyer as uh, as the Brock Purdy ticket. Yeah, a little bit of a cold streak for him over the last two weeks. You know, look, uh, I've had, we talked about this last week, so I'll keep it brief. Like, we've had a lot of smart people scratch their heads at that Brock Purdy buy, the Brock Purdy purchase. In retrospect, everyone's a, apparently a, a sports genius after the fact. But, you know, at the time, there's it was pretty polarizing, the buying or selling of the ticket. Um, we talked about this. He could have made 60% on his money in like two months and it probably had an 80% chance of cashing, right? The Niners were like a, a five point favorite at home. So that part's that's purchase isn't crazy. And I would also argue this person purchase isn't crazy. There was books at plus one seventy, right? And right. like he gets plus one one ninety six. It's like you get uh 15% uh better ROI on a team that people thought could win the football game. Like it's both of those bets to me are like, so such positive VV. Like I think you would do it again. Right. And, and I think it's important to mention, actually, he bought this ticket on Thursday uh, when Michigan was like minus minus one ninety. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the numbers are moving towards Michigan as the game got closer, but this ticket was purchased on Thursday. Uh, and so I'm not saying he did do this, but, at plus one ninety six, there there would have been an, an arbitrage opportunity for him at that mm-hmm. price. Um, mm-hmm. You also just, especially when when you talk about professional betters, you never know what their portfolio looks like. So you know, for all we know, he had Michigan tickets in his portfolio, and this was just you know an arbitrage to to balance out his his portfolio. So you you can never you know, especially when it comes to um, a professional better like we know he is. You can never look at these purchases uh, in in a vacuum, but um, but yeah, you can never listen. They always talk about getting the best of the number is is the uh, is the name of the game. So look, you, you cannot fault a guy for getting Washington plus one ninety six when uh, at the time they were like plus one seventy uh, at the books. Uh, <clears throat> and then another uh, big sale in Washington. This actually happened hours uh, before kickoff. A customer who bet twenty five hundred dollars at plus six twenty. Odds uh, on Washington uh, just a few weeks ago sold their bet on prop swap uh, before the game for six thousand two hundred uh, odds of plus one ninety <clears throat> for the buyer, which again um, better than every sports book, uh, 
not as great as a discount as as the uh, the Brock Purdy buyer, but um, but yeah, uh, a lot of big sales definitely was more leaning towards Washington in terms of who was maybe uh, you know, who was trying to get off of their positions. But uh, as we always say, we can always find you a buyer if the if the price is right. You know, people always ask like. Can you sell a big ticket? I sell big ticket. I small small, t- small ticket. Like how quickly mm-hmm. can it sell? And um, if if the price is right, it, the ticket will will sell on PropSwap. Totally. Yeah, I was just gonna add. Like, look, like Michigan was single digits the whole season, so it makes sense that we had a lot more Washington sellers because they were just way longer odds, way more profit potential. Turn, of course, a hundred bucks at a hundred to one. Uh, if once they go down to two to one, just easy numbers turn a hundred into five k. So. Um, Oh, sorry, 100 into $3,333. Um, so, you know, <laughs> amazing profit potential versus Michigan. Just not much not much upside there for the seller. So it made more sense that more people would be selling Washington than selling Michigan. Yeah. Um, but there were still a lot of customers uh, slash Washington betters who chose not to sell. Uh, as we've discussed previously on this podcast, uh, we, we've had a customer who bet $200 at 101 odds, uh, had the chance to sell the ticket for 7500 but opted not to. Um, he tweeted, I, I don't mind sharing this because you know I, I put out a tweet talking about the ticket and he tweeted in response that, uh, quote, uh, I'm holding this ticket. I also have a Michigan eight to one, which is the main reason I'm letting it ride, uh, end quote. Now he did end up deciding to list it for sale uh, but that was when Michigan was up twenty seven thirteen in the in the fourth quarter. Um, so I'm I'm not totally sure if his Michigan eight to one ticket, you know what the payout there was. But um, you know I, I I wonder if if perhaps he's kicking himself just a tad. Or again, I mean he obviously he could he could have bet some money on Michigan as well too to 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 uh, to hedge it. But I did find it interesting when I saw that ticket pop up on the marketplace uh, late in the uh, in the fourth quarter. But Glad to know that he that he did have at least some at least some money uh, on on Michigan, for sure. Yeah, look, yeah. If you if you're riding one side naked, that's where I have the biggest issue with a sports bet where you came so far, you decide to make zero hedge bets, no selling on props, uh, no cashing out. Like those other are the games I have the biggest issue with. So he had another Michigan ticket. Who knows how big it was, but. You know, I, I appreciate that you at least had some some upside on on your opponent. Um, so that wraps it up for the college football season. Uh, it was it was another great one. Next year we will be having a twelve team playoff, uh, which I think will add to just even more more excitement and more long shots as we get down to uh, to the final few teams. But switching gears. Going to talk a little NFL before we get to the playoff wild card games. Thought we would just wrap up the the divisions uh, that were still in flux as we headed into Week 18. Uh, just quickly, Bills completing their comeback of the AFC East on November 27th. The Miami Dolphins were minus 1100, and the Bills were plus 900 to win the division. Bills end up winning five in a row, while Dolphins go three and three. Uh, ending with that Sunday night football game. So Bills, again, 9-1 to one, uh, around Thanksgiving time to, to win the division. Meanwhile, the Eagles blow the NFC East. On November 24th, the Eagles were, mi- the Eagles were minus 750, and the Cowboys were plus 600. Eagles end up losing five of their last six games. 
and the Cowboys won four of their last six. But if you go back further, the Cowboys won seven of their last nine. So really just kind of a, a tale of, of two second halves there between the, the Eagles and Cowboys. But and, and before I move on, Luke, Eagles are also your account. Uh, by, by getting a wild card, they are now going to go to Tampa Bay uh, on that Monday night game. Uh, Tampa Bay is currently a two and a half point or sorry uh eagles are two two and a half or i guess it's moved to three now eagles three point favorite in tampa bay uh what is what do you think the state of the uh the eagles are right now horrific i i think they should be um plus three not minus three the eagles so yeah i think they've it's a total dumpster fire i think that tampa wins outright on monday night Okay. Um I'm a I'm a contrarian and so as bad as the Eagles have looked, I think I'm always the kind of person who's like I'm gonna I'm gonna bet the team that looks terrible, uh, because I don't know, I just I'm I'm just gonna kind of fade what the, the popular opinion is there. But everything you said there was 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 right on. They they do look horrible and as I've said throughout the season, uh I was I was swapping them, you know, when they were when they were the favorites or, or second favorites. Um, and then the other, uh, I think, division that's, and I think this might be the worst blown lead uh, of of the ones I just mentioned, the Jaguars losing the AFC South. Um, like I said, might be the worst one. At one point, the the Jaguars were eight three, and the number ones for a couple hours, they were they would have been the number one seed uh, if the playoffs had had started at that point. But on November twenty seventh, as well, the Jags were minus a thousand, and the Texans were thirteen to one to win the AFC South Jaguars end the season losing five of their last six games, uh, including to Ryan Tannehill and the Titans in week 18 and the Texans won four of their last six games to win the AFC South for the first time since 2019. Uh, the Texans will go on to face the Browns uh, in the, uh, the first game of the weekend on Saturday afternoon. Browns currently a two and a half point road favorite. Uh, we talked about the Browns last week on Staker Swap. We both like them, but it's always a little nervous to uh, to take a road favorite. So in the, in the playoffs, so what are what are your thoughts uh, on that on that game? Yeah, um, I'll take the Texans in that one. That that worries me. I do agree. Cleveland's defense is awesome. Obviously, the rookie quarterback thing scares me too. But I, yeah, I still think the Texans can do it. I Texans win. You know, it'd be a bad look for me to pick the Texans after saying stake, stake the Browns. Um, but I, I kind of agree with you. Again, this goes back to the whole, it feels like the entire world will, will be betting the Browns um, because of mm-hmm. the defense, because of the Joe Flacco story and, and kind of dismissive of the, of the rookie quarterback. But I'm going to stick with my Browns pick. Uh, it'd be tough for me to to say stake stake the Browns last week and then and then not at least pick them in the in the first round. So I'll I'll go with the the Browns. But um uh, but yeah just an epic collapse from the Jaguars. Uh before we get into the other games, uh thought I'd mention this bet. A a prop swap customer just had absolute sweat of a of a bet that had uh that all took place on on Saturday and Sunday. On December 14th, uh this customer used a $25 free bet to make the following parlay. Bucks to win the NFC South, Cowboys to win the NFC East, Texans to win the AFC South, 
and Bills to win the AFC East. After the Jags had lost the Titans, that clinched the Texans' leg, and the only remaining leg was the Bills, um, obviously, to and if the to, to beat the Dolphins. Before Sunday night, the customer received an offer on PropSwap for this ticket of $3,900, but he turned it down. And then at halftime of that Bills-Dolphins game, with the Bills trailing 14-7, to he received another offer for $2,750 and turned that down as well. Uh, the customer ended up just holding on to it and cashing it for $7,100, turned a $25 free bet into... $7,100 while turning down multiple offers before and during that, uh, that Bill's Dolphins game. So, you know, just between those three things I just mentioned about the long shots, you know, uh, and again, this wasn't, they weren't even uh, uh, before the season. This was like late November, early December. Uh, people, yeah. you know, were getting down on these, on these long odds. And so I think um, just kind of looking forward to next season, uh, it's just a good lesson that, you know, just because the season started does not mean that that's the, the, the last time you can be betting these division things. And even when it looks ugly, even when it looks grim, right? I mean, if we talked, if we had talked mid-November, there was, you would have said there's no way the Eagles don't win the AFC East, right? Um, or sorry, the NFC East. There's no way the Dolphins don't win the AFC East when the, the Bills are 6-6. Six and six. But, man, I tell you, this NFL is, is crazy. And a couple injuries here, a couple missed field goals there. And uh, before you know it, you know, you got, you got a 13 to one ticket uh, cashing in, a, in five weeks. Yeah. The, the Jaguars, I think both of us weren't as bullish as other people were. So like, you know, just between you and I, that one isn't as surprising to me. The Eagles was the most surprising, like just total choke job. Like I do think the Cowboys are a solid football team, but like the Eagles losing to the Seahawks and like the Giants like that. I just, I can't explain losing to the Cowboys at home. Fine. Cowboys were incredible at home this year, but yeah, that was just a total choke job. The only answer I can have is Brian Johnson just was kind of had, you know, in over his skis a little bit as being a first year, the first year OC for the Eagles. But outside of that, I mean, that was just an utter collapse in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But I mean, just for the Jags, I agree. I, w I was never high on them, but they lost to like Jake Browning and the Bengals. And then, like I said, Ryan mm -hmm. Tannehill with with the, with their season on the line, the, you know, the Eagles losing to the Giants. I think they kind of knew that they weren't going to win the division at that point. Right. Because they're just assuming the Cowboys sure. are, are going to uh, to beat the commanders. So um, to me, just the Jags are bad just because of, of who they lost to and and the stakes when when it happened. But um yeah, I mean the Jags also were two and zero in London and like five, you know, five five hundred record uh, in in America. Um, but <laughs> before we get to stake or swap, I just thought we would touch on some of these other matchups. Um, the first one being the Saturday night game: Dolphins at Chiefs. This game will be exclusively on Peacock. I'm sure I'm just going to say it again and again because uh, I feel bad for everyone out there who's going to have to spend 30 minutes on the phone with their uh, parents or grandparents talking them through how to uh, download and pay for Peacock on their on the TV. But Chiefs currently a four point favorite, probably catching the Dolphins at like the right time if you're if you're a Chiefs fan uh, because this Dolphins team is banged up. It's going to be I think they're expecting zero degree weather. Obviously, we know the history of Miami and Tua in, in cold weather. So does this spell disaster, you think, for, for the Dolphins? 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. I I still maybe I'm crazy, but I still trust the Chiefs. Like I'm just like waiting for Kelsey and Mahomes to get back on the same play, page and also like in the MVS or I don't I, I don't trust Kadarius Tony anymore, but you know, what's the name? Rashid Rice, like some some receiver just to have like a breakout game for Kansas City. And of course the game's in Kansas City. So I still I still trust the Chiefs, but at some point I'm going to have to fade them because it's not the same team as it was last year. Yeah. I think they just need to get a game, you know, to kind of get their swagger back up there a little bit. Uh, and maybe it'll be Saturday yeah. night, or maybe we'll be leaving that game being like, man, the, you know, the Chiefs could just cannot, cannot get, you know, back to the, back to their, their old ways. But I think if the Chiefs yeah. end up balling out, winning, covering the spread, everyone's going to be like, you know they're back, and then and then we could be set up for another Chiefs Bills game um, in in the playoffs, which which would be uh, which would be great. But I agree. I think I think the Chiefs um, get back to their to their winning ways on on this game, and then I think this is going to be the best game, most interesting game. Matthew Stafford uh, and the Rams. Uh, Stafford will make his return in Detroit. Uh, it'll be a this will be the Sunday night game. The place is going to be rocking. Uh, it's it's the most expensive ticket of all six of these games. Is the uh, is that ticket in, in mm. Detroit? Detroit currently a three point favorite at home after winning the uh, the NFC North for the first time in a long time. What what are your thoughts on uh, on this game? Two great teams. Two great teams. Um, Sammy P of Nesson and I met up in Chicago. He said the the Rams are his dark horse dark horse to win like he said super bowl i think we, we were just kind of talking like long shot futures he kind of knew why i was asking that question but man game of the week for sure <sighs> yeah it's minus three so like obviously everyone knows the puka stafford story and cooper cup has had a good year not a great year <laughs> uh i i lean dolphin just because we talked about the dolphins like literally week one on on our NFL preview, so I, I just need to stick with my pick and Wait, Dolphins. Uh, so, sorry, not Dolphins. Lions. Excuse me. I'm looking at the spread above that. Um, we talked about the Lions the first week of the season, so I'll stick with the Lions. But man, are the Rams making that tough to tough to stick with Detroit because LA looks really good all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Rams uh, for a couple of reasons. One. I have not liked Detroit as much as everyone else. I think their defense is not good. I swapped the Lions um, last week when we talked about them. And then you got Stafford coming back. You know, I think he wants to um, show out there in Detroit. You've got McVeigh, who coached Jared Goff there for uh, several years. You got to think he knows the ins and outs of Jared Goff, Goff what he likes to do, you know, mm-hmm, certain mm-hmm. reads, third down, Fair. that sort of thing. And so, um, between the Lions defense being not good at all, and you got imagine McVeigh, you know, uh, kind of getting in the head of, of Jared Goff. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Rams on the road. Um, and then yeah. obviously, you know, I'm gonna back my boy Sammy P there. Um, because I do think the Rams are good. They are frisky. You still got Aaron Donald there. Um, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the upset Rams. Yeah, Rams on the road. Yeah, not many people talk about Aaron Donald this season. I feel like. People always say he's the best player in the NFL. And like, I feel like maybe I just haven't watched the many Rams games during, you know, the 17 game, 18 week season, but not a ton of 
Aaron Donald love, and they're usually there basically has been for the last decade. Yeah, I mean, look, I, and just kudos to the Rams team. They were one of the top three favorites in terms of most losses, right? Top three or four. Um, we may have mm-hmm. talked about them in terms of uh, most losses. So uh, kudos to to this team for for uh, kind of bucking all the odds and and, and getting to the uh, and getting to the uh, the, the playoffs, but. Uh, before we get into stake or swap, uh, speaking of the Lions, I wanted to do a little trivia question, uh, a little Luke learns, uh, and it's about it's about the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions are going to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. The Lions have not won a playoff game since January 5th, 1992. Those 32 years are the longest active streak in the NFL uh, of not winning a playoff game who currently has the second longest active streak since winning a playoff game. And Luke, I'm going to give you a multiple choice. Okay. We're, we're going to, we're going to make it uh, a little, a little easier. So is it a, the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders? Is it B the Miami dolphins or is it C the Washington commanders slash Redskins? <laughs> Those are all good options. Um I'll go with the Raiders. Uh the Raiders is incorrect. The Miami Dolphins have the second wow. longest uh active streak uh of not winning a playoff game for uh 23 years since the last time the Miami Dolphins won a a playoff game and uh as we predicted i don't think that's that streak is going to get broken i guess i, guess I don't think either of those streaks are going to get broken I'm, I'm picking the rams uh on the road but um but yeah we will be interesting to see as, as both of those teams have an opportunity meanwhile the raiders and commanders uh will be sitting at home uh adding an, another year to uh to that streak but thank you for uh for playing along um and so uh it is that time of the show for stake or swap first up we will be talking about the buffalo bills the new or i should say the repeat afc east champions now currently six and a half to one to win the super bowl Uh, i will go first i am swapping the the bills a month ago, I talked about staking the bills at 50 to 1. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. Uh, but it is time to cash out right now and, and take those profits. Um, you know, I'm sure the first thing anyone with the bills future is going to say is, I'll wait until they beat the Steelers. Obviously, they're going to beat the Steelers. They're, they're a 10-point favorite. Um, but guess what? That is baked into the odds. They are supposed to beat the Steelers. Um, if, if they win and cover the spread, you know, they're already the second favorite in the AFC. Um, if you think their odds are going to move from six and a half to one to three to one, you are sorely mistaken. Uh, if there is any movement, it'll be probably closer to like six to one or five and a half to one. But here's something else that can happen. Injuries, right? Um, you never know what's going to happen, right? Whether it's Stefan Diggs or another injury on the defense or, or God forbid, Josh Allen. Um, you don't want to be sitting, you know, they could win and still suffer an injury that, that could make their, uh, their second round game possibly against the chiefs uh, even more difficult. Uh, and then also this is a team that almost lost at home to Skylar Thompson in last year's playoffs. You know, the dolphins, the third string, uh, the third string quarterback. 
uh, and then got absolutely destroyed by the Bengals at home. So they are absolutely capable of, of laying a dud uh, in the playoffs. Josh Allen ranks 11th in yards per uh, per pass attempt, which is a stat I like to look at. And he has the second most interceptions this year uh, behind only Sam Howell. Uh, meanwhile, the Steelers were tied for third in turnover differential this year. So, um, you know, we didn't really talk about this game earlier, but I think the Steelers at plus 10 um, is a is an interesting pick. I, again, I think the entire world will be putting the Bills money line or, you know, putting them in, the, in a teaser. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the, the dog there uh, on the points. But, um, you know, you will not if the Bills win, you will not see a huge increase in the odds. Uh, and so you might as well just uh, just sell that ticket right now and cash out because uh, after that epic run to to get the two seed. Yeah, look, um, I'll I'll stake the bills, but with an asterisk, if you bought a 50 to one ticket and you have the opportunity to sell it this week and you're not, that is foolish. Um, yeah, I just this team. Josh Allen's got to be pissed, right? Like he's lost to the Bengals and they lost to the Chiefs the year before that. Like he's just got to be very upset at his lack of postseason success. And I think he'll be motivated to, to do it this year, especially with a down chiefs team. Like I have to imagine that he's a little bit more revved up than usual because they're kind of his, his, you know, there is daddy. The chiefs have been over the last five years. And finally there's like a season where they don't look as dominant as they have in the past. And like, I would think Josh would be revved up about that. I, I'm not worried about this weekend. Um, I, I think they'll win by 17. The Steelers are a joke. Um, I, Mason Rudolph has looked better than Pickett, though. So it is a different team with Rudolph versus Pickett, which I can't believe I'm saying that sentence. Um, but I'll I'll stake the Bills um, unless you have a 50-1 to ticket. Um, yeah, I mean, look, at any point, did you, when they were down, I don't know, with the way they looked the first half against the Dolphins, down down uh, fourteen to seven, um, and I just not a team that I that I think has you know that it's, that's up to the level of the Ravens or or uh, you know some of the other some of the other teams uh, in in the league. Uh, but moving on, next team we will be talking about are the Green Bay Packers, currently ninety to one. Uh, the the beat the Bears in week 18 to uh to get that wild card spot they will be traveling to dallas at dallas uh mike mccarthy will uh will be facing off against his his old team um currently the the packers uh are seven and a half point underdogs in dallas uh 101 to win the super bowl uh luke we will start with you first are you staking or swapping the packers yeah i'm gonna stake them at 101 as the spirit of this is sell them later on you could even sell it in game if they jump out to a lead that would be what i would be doing um i think if they can jump out to an early lead you could sell that at new odds of 30 to 1 to a excited buyer obviously packer fan would be the easiest flip but uh, i think you could sell it if they jump out to a 17-7 lead which i do think is feasible um 
I'm I've trusted Jordan Love from you know second week of the season. He has totally he's been inconsistent, but I do think he has overall put out a good body of work. Um, I trust Matt Lafleur enough, and I still just don't trust Dallas enough. Like I don't think Dak's that good. CD Lamb takes plays off. CD Lamb, in my opinion, is the most talented receiver in the NFL, which is maybe maybe ne- next to Justin Jefferson. Um, but he just takes plays off, and the running game stinks. Tony Pollard's been terrible this year, so yeah, I just I just don't trust the Cowboys enough. In combination with I trust the Packers enough. Again, if you get up seventeen seven, flip this thing for three X. Yeah. Um... I will stake the Packers as well, uh, kind of for those for those same reasons. Um, I've I've liked the Cowboys uh, all season long. Um, they can they've always been the second best team in the in the NFC. But I yeah, seven and a half seems like a lot, and I do think this game will be close. I think Packers are capable of winning it. Um, I've also been on on the Packers bandwagon um, all season long. They hit a, a rough patch in the middle of the season, but I think they are actually hitting their stride right now. Uh, Jordan Love looks good. Um, and while the Cowboys have played well at home, I um, sometimes I just think the Cowboys kind of buckle under the bright lights, under the pressure that all the Cowboys fans give them. So um, to your point, I think this game will be close. I will be taking the the seven and a half uh, on, on, on Green Bay. And, and as we talked about with college football and all these games, uh, futures will be will be moving fast uh, on, on prop swap during mm-hmm. during these games. And so uh, at 101, uh, I do think there's good value and it's way easier to move a long shot ticket on prop swap during game than say you bet the, the money line plus three, you know, plus 300. Um, and then you're, you're trying to move that during the game. That's a little more difficult. Just the buyers like the longer odd stuff. So um, I agree with you. I think you can get 101 now and then um, hope and, you know, predict that it's going to be a close game at halftime in the fourth quarter. So uh, I'm with you. I will, I will stake the Packers as well. So that will do it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Make sure you go download and subscribe to Peacock now before it gets too late. Uh, <laughs> subscribe, leave a rating, and we will talk to you next week. 